everybody. How you guys doing? Do you want to get rocked? Uh, uh, that's, uh, you're listening to my guest host, <laughs> Dr. Death, Alexander Smith. Uh, and you're also listening to me, your other guest host, Stuart Wellington, the Leopard Tamer, on your guest podcast, Till Death, do us party. I was a little late. I was a little late there because I was thinking about how, like, is this a? It's a it's a guest podcast with two guest hosts. So there's there's actually no permanent host to this show, which is a nice uh, philosophically that's a good spot to be in because it means we're always on our toes because we know we could be replaced at any moment. Yeah, it's also nice because. I don't have to make any kind of fucking commitment. It's true. It's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. want to be locked down. It's I don't not need like, no ball and chain. It's not like we've told our listeners a couple of different times that we're going to continue to make this show, even though it's very intermittent uh, when it comes out. Oh, intermittent and, you know, super, super successful. Extremely super successful. Yeah. Uh, okay. So what was your... what would, uh, our, our recent, uh, we recently had Peabody award winning. Dan McCoy on the show mm-hmm. as our first yeah, ever a- and maybe last ever <laughs> guest, <laughs> actual guest guest. Yeah, we keep shooting out them uh, them emails and they keep getting yeah. uh, returned to sender. <laughs> so uh, I guess people have been blocking us already. Yep. Um, so as you can tell from the title of the, this podcast, this is a podcast about the English band Def Leppard. Part podcast. Uh, podcast. on this episode, we're going to be grabbing our spoons and digging into a sweet treat off their fifth album. That's Adrenalize. right. <laughs> we're going to be talking about the second song, but, uh, yeah, we're, on the, we're on the second track of the album Adrenalize, uh, mm-hmm. which is their sort of, uh, their return. Of, I mean, it's, it's. It's funny to call it like kind of a comeback or return album because there was as much time between this album and Hysteria as there was between Hysteria and Pyromania. Um, Def Leppard, just at this stage in their career, were just taking a lot of time to craft these records. Um, yeah, you got to put out, uh, I mean, good stuff takes time, you know? You can't just put a bunch of meat, throw it in a pan, and expect it to cook in two seconds. They're also struggling with life, uh, in, in, especially in, in, well, in both of these records. Because between, uh-huh. uh, between, between Pyromania and Hysteria, um, the drummer Rick Allen lost his arm uh-huh. as tragedy befell the band, and he had, to, he had to recuperate from that and train himself to play drums with only one arm. And unfortunately, between Hysteria and Adrenalize, we lost... Uh, you know the steam and steve we lost steam and steve himself uh to drugs and alcohol uh and so they 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 persevered through these tragedies and they put out two of the greatest records the world has known and we're on the second one adrenalize uh you know i see a lot of similarities uh with their intermittent release schedule and our intermittent release schedule yeah it's are we true. getting too close to our subject Alex, are we? Do we run the risk of becoming Def Leppard? Uh, 
I hope so. I mean, that's the only reason I'm doing this is in case I become Def Leppard at some point. Am I going to wake up one morning and look at my torso and see that I'm covered in a silk kimono with the uh, British flag <laughs> emblazoned on it? Yeah. Old Union Jack himself. Yeah. And, uh, and then look in the mirror and I have long flowing uh, back of my head hair. But the front of my head hair is short enough so that it doesn't get in my eyes when I'm singing tunes. Yeah. That's the, that's I, that, the that's most succinct happen. way to describe that haircut is the, <laughs> is the way you just did. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to waste any time around here. It's business. So, we, uh, so we're hopping on. Now, uh, I would say that for fans of the English band Def Leppard, they're expecting some hardcore rockin' songs with a little bit of heart, right? A little bit of yeah, romance. Yeah, and, and some sizzle at this point. You really... Yeah, tons of sizzle. And so after, uh, after Pyromania, some fans were a little concerned that Hysteria was a little too yep. much of a pop record, which is fair because it was very popular. Very popular and uh, also very, uh, very, very polished. A very, uh, you know, a yeah. very... Um, a very studio polished uh, product. So those Def Leppard fans are going to pick up the latest Def Leppard cassette tape at their store, and it's going to have the cover of Adrenalize on it, and they're going to see that and be like, "This looks kind. Of, this looks like mm-hmm. a Def Leppard record. Okay, that's cool." And then they pop on that first track, "Let's Get Rocked," and they're like, "Well, there's a lot of computer graphics in this music video." <laughs> Uh, but no, I'm expecting this to be kind of a throwback to their early stuff. Well, when Heaven Ends, uh, the second track Heaven Is comes on, those fans are in for a, uh, they're in for kind of a paradigm shift here because they're, they're getting uh, a wake up call, you know? Stuart, what's the point of what you're saying? (laughs) Can you boil down where you were going with that and what you mean? Yeah. So (laughs) you're like dancing around a specific point. (laughs) Just saying, uh, when you fire up heaven is, you're not, you're not getting any, uh, you're not getting an old style song. When you fire up heaven is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, you're getting uh you're getting a pop okay. jam. Okay. Like right. this is well, yeah, I mean, I, I might I might music. take issue with your initial premise there where uh, where you said that the people who were concerned about hysteria being too pop went into the record <laughs> store to buy Adrenalize. I don't know that a lot of those people <laughs> kept with them on the journey if they thought hysteria was too pop. <laughs> Uh, because they had a lot, because they had a they long like, time and a lot of places, a lot of laundromats they had to go into where they, all they heard was their former favorite band performing <laughs> uh, music they think is too poppy. Which I would argue, you know, is 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 every bit as heavy, uh, just a little more glam infused, and uh, and, and certainly more mm-hmm. certainly more polished. I can't argue with that. Um, but I but I think they're. I was about I was about to make. I was about to make the comparison to uh, the heavy metal band Metallica, where fans of theirs have been a little bit disappointed by their outcome. Oh, as wow, you late. got a siren in the background. That was really loud. You know what that siren is? That means we're <laughs> going to be starting the track Heaven Is. Why don't we fire that up?
So we're right down to business. Uh, it it kicks in immediately. There's like a little bit of yeah, a little, uh, little bit of guitar work, but. A, a, a short amount of licks there at the beginning. Just a little taste of what's to come. A little bit of uh, shimmer. Some like hot, yeah, shimmer. I, I would say those are shimmer. There's like three three uh, general qualities of a guitar hot lick. <laughs> there's there's stank, there's shimmer, and there's sore. And that was shimmer all the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we get a little taste of the shimmer, and then we get a ooh, and we're right into the song now. But so far, you can kind of tell that, uh, as opposed to Hysteria, which you can remember, like every song on Hysteria has like a minute long intro or something. Yeah, and they're getting down to business on these both of these songs so far. Let's get rocked, and uh, Heaven is. I mean, it's just no nonsense, right into the verse. As soon as we can, as soon as we can get there, we get yeah. there. And right into that verse. And that verse has a beat that feels like uh, their producer was like, I want a beat that is perfectly set to the image of a woman's butt as it's walking away from oh, you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's very, yeah, it's very, it's very butt, butt bouncy. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's, let's actually, let's just go ahead and hear that verse and then I'll get, and then I'll get you to, to read the lyrics um we kind of already well i guess we're the first per- part of the verse and then it kind of goes into a second part of the verse um you know what to simplify things for me i just i want to go ahead and just hear that whole thing again so um so here we're going to start with miss magic is back because <laughs> I, I i think you got to start from there i just love a song that starts with somebody being back <laughs> yeah you know what i mean like when the first thing when you know, ten seconds into the song, somebody's like, "I'm back," or like, "Miss Magic is back." It's just, it just puts you immediate. It's like you're being dropped into a world. Um, you and know. it's it's great because you almost had forgotten that Miss Magic was ever here in the first place. It's true. It's true. There's no there's no better time for Miss Magic than when she's you know guess who's back when she's right back. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, she's from back from some unknown quarter. Yeah, a shot across the bow. Yeah, it's like that. Uh, that probably the best Eminem song is the one where he says, "Guess who's back?" At the beginning, mm-hmm. guess who's back? Back because uh, when because you know Eminem's only got like a few minutes where you actually like him. Yeah. Like for for a few minutes, you're like, "Wow, he's got a great flow. He's really charming." Yep. But if he's been around, if he's been back for more than one song, you're kind of like, mm, "I don't know about this guy." I love his personality, but I'm not sure about his music. So let's hear yep. the let's hear when the he's verse. Singing, Mom spaghetti, Balthazar Getty, <laughs> scared of Freddy. <laughs> If you would read those lyrics for us. Hell yeah. So we begin with this sweet butt bounce beat. And it goes, hey boys, Miss Magic is back. No Hollywood waste or tinsel trash. A street kid, she's no straight cat. Heaven on legs, she's a feline flash. And then we start getting a little bit of wiggle. Like a little bit of pelvic pelvic wiggle here. Mm -hmm. It goes, takes a good woman to play a good man. And no one plays like heaven can. Now that section we we talked we've talked a few times about uh, 
we we talked with Dan last episode about pre-choruses versus bridges, and um, and and how how we define these like sort of structural elements. We're about to go into at that moment that we ended. We're about to go into what we call the bridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what we have there with the takes a good woman to play a good man, it's a great example of how um, intricate, like origami, the uh, the song structures of Def Leppard are. Because that's a little pre-chorus right there. Takes a good woman to play a good man, and no one plays like heaven can. It's this little couplet of its own that feels a little different, and it leads you into the bridge. So we've got a pre-chorus into a bridge, a bridge that leads into a chorus. It's just uh, it's a very, it's it's a very um, subtly intricate song structure that comes off as very straightforward because we're just diving we're just going through all of these little parts and so unexpected like you you're going into that verse expecting to be pretty straightforward the whole way through and then all of a sudden it cuts right to that little little bit of wiggle yep a little bit of wiggle a little bit um a little bit of double up on the vocals so he sounds a little bit heightened at that point uh not quite our angelic uh backing vocal uh, sort of classic Def Leppard chorus vocals, but but close to it, um, just enough to where you feel like you've got a gang of guys kind of waggling <laughs> waggling their fingers at you. Yeah, um, yeah, like a, it's a bunch of guys standing in front of a brick wall, and they're just like yeah. fucking goofing around. Hey, it takes a good woman to play a good man. They're just palling around. Like one guy's got sunglasses on, the other guy, <laughs> yeah. he's kind of wearing a baseball cap. It's not totally on his head because his hair is just so huge. <laughs> Like one guy like shakes up a beer and sprays it, and all the other guys are like, "Oh, don't get those suds on my jeans." <laughs> now, Stuart, I would love uh, to be able to uh, tell you some funny interpretations of these lyrics that I had when I was a youth, because that's uh, something we've also done a lot, and something that is has plagued my love of the English band my entire life is the fact that I love them so much, but I, without lyric sheets, I oftentimes had no idea what they were saying at all. Yep. Um, but the fact is I can remember explicitly like singing along to this song as a kid and just being a straight up question mark on most of these words. Like, I mean, I knew, I knew Miss Magic is back. Um, I knew heaven on legs and I, I knew Hollywood was in there, mm-hmm. but I had a lot of, uh, but a lot of the other stuff I would just go, like, I would just kind of like go like that as I would sing along and as I would pretend to be Joe Elliott on my bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You're singing into your hairbrush. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, you, you still have that hairbrush. You use it to brush out your beard every morning, right? <laughs> I do. I do. The same, the, that self same hairbrush. Okay. So. But I, I have some questions about the lyrics already, though. Okay, so well, you I, do, might be, I do, too. I, oh, do wow. You mean, uh, <laughs> wow, do you mean, if, if we both have questions, then I guess this is going uh, to be difficult. Hopefully a listener will call in. <laughs> no, uh, well, you, had, you said, um, when you read through it, you said no straight cat, but it's stray cat. I said stray cat. I may have okay. said straight cat because it sounded uh, like I you just, said stra- I'm, I'm coming from like a cisgender heteronormative place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it sounded it sounded to me like you said straight straight cat, but that could also just be my own uh, my own uh, heteronormative uh, projections. <clears throat> so I kind of want to have an intervention with Joe for a second, if we can, if we can ima- <laughs> if we can imagine that Joe is here, because I want to I, I want to kind of reckon with why it is that it is so hard for me 
and perhaps and presumably a lot of other people as well. Um, uh, though I am, I'm, I'm kind of notoriously bad at, at yeah. At so you're like Joe. Let's, lyrics. let's take a knee. Let's take a knee and Joe, have a chat yeah, about let's this. Let's take a knee. Let's talk because uh, I've got like, a great careful ex- when you take a knee. I don't want your kimono to get all over the the dirt. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want your kimono to ruin the dirt here. So, uh, the there's specifically on line three. I think there's a great example of how Joe makes it difficult to understand his words sometimes. So, I would like to play line three real quick, which is the "A street kid, she's no stray cat." Okay. All right. Now it's the couplet is "A street kid, she's no straight." She's no stray cat. Uh-huh. Heaven on legs. She's a feline flash. Now, so, <laughs> so we need we need cat absolutely needs to rhyme with flash here, right? So it's yep. a, it's a slant rhyme, but we but we but cat should be cat. So right? wait, fla- I thought flash rhymed with trash from the previous couplet. Oh my God! You're right. Okay, I'm just I'm just reading it, and uh, I'm straight cat I'm should up. rhyme with back from Miss. Magic That's true. Back. That's true. It's a same same point, but I'm re- I'm yeah I'm reading the rhyme structure wrong. So it's Miss Magic <laughs> is back, tinsel trash, stray sure. cat, feline flash. Thank you. Okay. All right. But either way, cat has plenty of reason to be a very distinct word from kid, uh-huh. and yet here's what it sounds like. Okay. There is no difference, no difference at all between the way Joe says kid and cat in that. He's, he says a street kid, she's no stray kid. Yeah, so if you're listening to this song, you're like, a street kid, she's no stray kid. What the fuck? That's the very <laughs> definition of a street kid. <laughs> Or I mean, it's just anarchy. Like, what well, if if there's no distinction in in Joe's poetry? If there's no practical, audible distinction between kids and cats, what kind <laughs> of nightmare world are we in? Or or what kind of weird anarchy is that? How do we communicate at the end of the fucking day, dude? Yeah. Like, and how do you, how does your metaphor how does your metaphor reach people if uh, you're not distinguishing between the words in the metaphor? So. Anyway, that's that's just something I wanted to I wanted to bring up to kind of justify how hard sometimes it is to figure these out. But seriously, listen listen to that line. It, it it's so crazy to me that the way he, he the way he pronounces cat is so similar to the way he pronounces it before that I'm surprised nobody in the studio was like, "Why did you screw that line up? Why'd you say kid twice?" Hey, uh, Joe, uh, real quick, uh, <laughs> little, little thing. It's, uh, the line is no stray, stray cat, not, uh, not stray kid. So anyway, that was that, your but, opportunity to do a little bit of character work as Joe Elliott, but that's okay. I was just gonna, <laughs> that's a yes and moment, but that, don't worry about it. Um, so we get an introduction. Wow. We have Miss Magic is back. Um, no Hollywood waster tinsel trash. Okay. So I don't know, like, uh, I don't know why you have to, you have to, you know, throw shade at Hollywood, but that's fine. Um, she's a street kid, okay, but no stray cat. You're Heaven sure? on legs, she's a feline flash. And you're like, but if she's no stray cat, how is she a feline flash? I don't get that. Thing. Right, right. Is is feline... Uh, I, I must... 
I kind of wonder, like, is, is feline a, a, a term that people use or maybe used back then to def- to describe beauty or, like, sassiness or something? Like, I, a feline flash yeah, is, is, a, is a questionable term that I, that I just don't know. I will say we're, we're in the, we're in the sort of uh pour some sugar on me territory where we're doing a kind of a, we're doing kind of a glam rock, a bit of glam rock lady worship where yep. this, these types of songs are about coming up with a, a, as many different ways. It's so funny how the, like this type of song, there's so little actual interaction with the lady in question. And mm-hmm. so much of it is just saying, um, like she's hot. Like there's just a bunch of different synonymous phrases for she's hot and badass. Like shall yes. I compare thee to a vintage wine? <laughs> it's 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 basically the audio equivalent of walking behind a woman and watching her butt. Exactly. Not, yeah, exactly. not unlike is... Van Halen's Drop Dead Legs, mm-hmm. <laughs> the sexiest song ever written. But um, the so the another lyrical question I have, Alex. So the song title is Heaven Is. We're yes. introduced to this character, Miss Magic. Later on it says, Heaven on Legs. I'm assuming that's describing Miss Magic, that she is likened to the place where your soul goes after death. And then at the if end it says, No one plays like heaven can. Now, on my lyric sheet, heaven is not capitalized, which, were I a godly man, I would consider to be some kind of a slight. But it says, <laughs> No one plays like heaven can. Is heaven the is heaven Miss Magic's name? It's actually a slight to even to to render the the term heaven into letter into into English letters and words and represent it on the page at all. Mm-hmm. But if you are going to do that, you need to capitalize it. That's yeah. for sure. Um, now, but is that her name? Is her name heaven? You have you have struck at the prime ambiguity of this song. Is that it's uh, it, is that it's built from a phrase, I don't know how common, uh, well, no, it's a common phrase to say that heaven is something, right? Okay. Heaven is a good cup of coffee. Heaven is yeah. a, a good book uh, next to your beloved wife. You know, like, uh, like to say that heaven is something, and then they've, and then they sort of cleverly blurred the lines here by, by acting like the woman's name is heaven. And it might be heaven. This might this uh, this might be Joe falling in love with a woman named Heaven. So the question then is the earlier line, "Heaven on legs." What's yeah. the alternative? Yeah, that's fun. Could that she is be funny. a woman with no legs? If her name is Heaven, it's really it'd be funny if this was about a, a guy named Kevin. And at some point in the song, you said he's he's Kevin on. If if I had a friend named Kevin, and every time he showed up, I was like, "Hey, it's Kevin on legs." He'd yeah. be like, "No, those are just my those are just my legs. Those are Kevin's legs." I mean, I appreciate the attention to detail in describing this character to make yeah, sure yeah. we know she has legs and not some kind of like slug like appendage. What if but, we lived in a society where we had to where we had to define ourselves as us plus our legs all the time? Like you were Stuart, you were Stuart yeah. on legs, and I'm Alex on legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm much taller than Stuart without legs. Good um, afternoon, class. I'm Doctor Def on legs. <laughs> uh, or is he possibly just talking about the idea of heaven? In that it takes a good woman to play a good man, and no one plays like heaven can. That in a way that like the concept of heaven is as elusive as a beautiful woman who can twist a dude up. That's that's a great point. That's 
yeah, I think I think all of that is is right there in it. That uh, that that sort of complicated wrestling with the uh, the language and the notion of of absolute beauty and and yeah. and. And pleasure and being in a great place and how a person can put you in a great place. It's all there. Yeah. So here in just the first verse, Joe Elliott has already delivered us a puzzle box to unpack. Yeah. I think it's uh, time to dig into this uh, bridge that we, uh, we're, we're already prepared for. Yeah. And I just want to say, like, it's at this point in the song, I feel really good because... I feel good because Joe feels good, and Joe feels good because Joe's in love, and I love yeah. that. So yeah. let's uh, let's go ahead and hear the bridge. And uh, uh, spoiler alert: we get we get right to the chorus this time again, straight down to business. We have not had a we have not had a back down from a chorus from a bridge. You know, a lot of times on on hysteria, pretty much every song has a verse bridge verse bridge chorus structure. So far. Two songs in a row now that go right into the right into the chorus. So that's what you're listening for, and I think I'm just going to play the bridge chorus combo right here. Into the verse there. Stuart, you want to you read those for us? I would love to. She said, leave your name at the sound of the tone. Call you right back when I get home. Oh, we're on the Better man. watch out when we're all alone. Heaven is a girl I know so well. She makes me feel good when I feel like hell. Heaven is a girl that I've got to have. And she makes me feel better when I'm feeling bad. Wow. Okay, so this bridge wow. part... What the hell's going on there, dude? Is it just <laughs> a description of basic good manners? It it's interesting. Um it, the the fact that it's so we've been staring at a woman's butt and ta- and and talking about how how hot she is and how I guess her I guess her attitude is built into that too. Um the, I mean that's you know, where where attitude resides is in the butt, Alex. Yeah, it's it's yeah, so, like okay, yeah, so we could We've just been wa- we've been standing behind a woman walk walking her watching her walk walk. <laughs> well, doing great with that. Her walk. I've never had so much trouble saying the word walk right than right now. <laughs> <laughs> and now we are getting her voicemail. So I, I think that it's interesting in that he's he's describing this woman as everything to him, like heaven. She is heaven. She is playing him, uh, and he's obsessed with her. And yet, the only response we're we're initially getting, and maybe maybe we'll get more later on, but initially we're only getting her her outgoing voicemail message: "Leave your name at the sound of the tone. Call you right back when I get home." And I don't know if "Better watch out when we're all alone" is in her voicemail message. If it is, that's, that's kind of a fucking- red flag. I think it's a fucking baller move, dude. Like, straight up, you're like, I don't know who you are, but you better watch out when we're all alone. It's it's pretty alpha. It is definitely pretty alpha to put that in your outgoing voicemail. That if we're we're alone, you better watch out for me. Uh, But I think, but 
Yeah, it's it's just weird that that we're going from a voyeur's perspective to <laughs> to somebody who's not getting who's who's not actually getting her on the phone. She's not answering him when he calls, which is troubling to me as someone who's happy that Joe is in love. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. There are some red, uh, red flags, and this is a woman that, I mean, he knows, he he knows her really well. <laughs> he can read he, her like a book. But he knows he knows there's that no, she's she a gives her no flash. The yeah, the only interaction he's getting from her is uh, this one sided conversation. Uh, so as as yet, let's assume it's unrequited love, mm-hmm. right? So which heaven be, is a girl I know. Tragic, but yeah, possibly. Heaven is a girl I know so well. Once again, we don't know if Heaven is her her first name or if it's just the idea that, like, the concept of Heaven is likened to this girl that I know so well. Or uh, he's just straight up he's just straight up watching <coughs> a girl's butt on the street, and he's deified it. He's just saying, that's, I want to be, <laughs> I want to be there. I want to be living on that butt when I die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a little cartoon Joe Elliott is on like a little cartoon cloud shaped like this girl's butt, and he floats mm-hmm. up into heaven. Uh, yeah. So uh, the next line, she makes me so good when I feel like hell. That that makes perfect sense. Um, have that, this girl that when get, the chorus gets a little bit. If we're definitely talking about unrequited love, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I interrupted the. But. The last line is just heaven is a girl that I've got to have, and she makes me feel better when I'm feeling bad. Which is just a restatement of the, the yeah. initial idea. It's a it's a bit of a redundant chorus. It's not my favorite chorus of theirs lyrically, but it's very nice. It's very melodic. It's mm-hmm. it's good. Um, heaven is a girl I know so well. She makes me feel good when I feel like hell. Mm-hmm. There's a nice little uh, there's a nice little play on on words taking a taking a phrase um, the. the sort of duality between heaven and hell there. Uh, w- this chorus, though, gets really, really... Again, if we're talking about unrequited love, the chorus gets kind of messed up because if he's just talking about girls he sees on the street and how hot they are and how much he wants to live in their butts, uh, mm-hmm. that means every time he feels like hell or feels bad, he goes out and stares at, <laughs> at women, which is not the healthiest uh, pastime. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it is. Yeah, I mean, uh, different strokes, but, <laughs> but <laughs> different, different strokes show. indeed. Um, so the yeah, the idea is that this is somebody that he knows so well, but he's also got to have her. Seems yeah. weird. It's very possessive, and that's a theme that we're going to see later on in this record. Um, but I think uh, I think the next verse is really going to kind of further establish some of the uh, parameters of this relationship. Okay. And this is a verse that goes immediate, like, right after this chorus. The verse practically starts middle of the chorus. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, there's a lot of, uh, it, a lot of quick, quick changes in this one. So no, do you, no filler. Do you want to just read the verse, or should we hear it? Do you want to sure, hear it? Sure, I'll, I'll just read it. Okay. Hey guys, Miss Magic is mine. It's hey, it's hey boys. Let's oh uh, shit. Actually, d- try to do this. Try to do this in time. Give us a little bit of try to okay. give us a little style here. Sure. Styling. Okay. Hey boys, Miss Magic is mine. No silicone smile. She's a vintage wine. Bombshell blonde, red lipstick on. Aqualine fine. She's a real wild one. Yeah, she's a real wild one. Mm-hmm. Uh, with red lipstick on, she's bombshell blonde, no mm-hmm. silicone smile, so she's not like she's not fakey, she's okay. legit. 
Which is um, weird that he follows that up with bombshell blonde and red lipstick on, which are kind of usually associated with. It's true. It's yeah. true. I don't. I don't know that I would be like if I saw a if I saw my classic pinup bombshell blonde with red lipstick on. I wouldn't be like, oh, that's no silicone smile there. Uh, but I guess maybe, maybe he's, he's saying got... that like she dresses like a you know like she dresses like a fifties pinup girl as opposed to like an eighties uh, softcore you know, like sunset strip lady. Okay, yeah, like yeah. a Shannon Tweed. Yeah. Um, so Miss Magic is mine. There's a real statement of ownership, statement mm-hmm. of possession. Uh, hey boys, so back, so back off, other boys. Uh huh. Um, so the rest of his gang, <laughs> they're yeah, uh, yeah, they and they're razzing him like they don't give a fuck. But like you know what? At the end of the day, they respect him. So let's <laughs> let's just move on. Uh, now a- Aqualine fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stuart, is Aqualine a, a, a term you ever use, a description that you've used for somebody? Uh, yeah, it's like hawk-like, right? Yeah, well, I mean, the, the, the dictionary definition of it is having a hawk-like nose, and it says, like, curved or hooked like a hawk. Mm-hmm. But, and, and I, I was initially going to, I was kind of thinking that was kind of a, like a weird dubious compliment to somebody but then i but then i did a google search of aqualine and like the it's weird like the i guess the standard usage of it is that it is a it is that it is referring to a certain kind of like romanesque beauty yeah um so like if you which i wouldn't necessarily if i said somebody had a hawk like nose i wouldn't be talking about how beautiful i thought it was uh, but but i think that the like if you google search aqualine knows the second one mm-hmm. is like daniel radcliffe which is weird yeah it's weird i think i think that a lot of times people just use it to mean like a slender uh a, a slender pronounced nose yeah. or something like that uh so, and my my experience with the word was mainly comes from uh reading descriptions of characters in role-playing books <laughs> So, okay. Yeah. Um, okay. I feel well, like there must be there must be so many little things that you. I, I, well, I guess this is my experience from knowing you and you being my my really my only uh, only good friend. Yeah. <laughs> you being my only good friend, and you being so into that, I, uh-huh. I do feel like there are things that you learn, like practical, real world things descriptions and uh yeah, yeah, references yeah. to mythology and things that you know just very <laughs> <Yep>. easily <laughs> practical because... references to mythology <laughs> well i mean no i mean things that can be used practical and also references to mythology and stuff that i that i can't keep in my brain but you've had to use them to win your to win your games your table games yeah that's uh what i t- tell my dad every time he gets mad at me yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm like, well, Dad, I'm spending all this time and money on role-playing supplements because it's going to help me later on if I ever have to navigate the catacombs underneath uh, Istanbul. I will just compare them to the map of Constantinople I have. Yeah, I, that I, I got like from the my idea that your dad, Dark Ages book. Your dad is still getting mad at you for spending money on on role-playing games. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> we have a really weird dynamic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so back into the song, we we get we get the straight the straightforward same exact bridge, same exact chorus, mm-hmm. uh, and then um, and then we've got a little uh, 
not not even a middle eight section, just a little um, just a little interlude, uh, followed by a guitar solo at uh, at one fifty here in the song. Let's see, let's go, let's go up. See, I'm this. pretty excited about that guitar solo. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to figure out how to how to describe this structurally. So it's after so we're after the second chorus. We've and the second this. chorus has one extra little couplet there, right? Heaven well, is a girl that makes dreams come true. Oh, no oh. one does it good like heaven do. No. All right. Let's, let's go ahead and hear that. Let's, let's hear that, and then you'll, you'll hear a, a pretty awesome... I'll stop it before the guitar solo. We should talk a little bit about the guitar solo. Here we go. I'm going to stop it right there, though Though you heard the beginning of the solo start. There's a really nice little elision there between the, they say she's got the rhythm of love and they hold the word love out uh, while the, while the guitar solo starts. That's a very elegant touch, I think. Oh that, yeah. That, that it over, that it overlaps like that, that there's no, that there's no seam. Uh, it's a little bit different in tone to, uh, to sort of your classic, your classic Def Leppard would be they'd have a little jugga, jugga something in the guitar, and then Joe would yell, like, Phil, get it on. Like, he'd yell something to let Phil know it's time to play the guitar solo. But instead yeah. of that, we have a high-pitched call to love, an appreciation of love, under which the solo sort of subtly starts. And I think that's really beautiful. Yeah. Now, the, <clears throat> the end of that chorus there... Uh, do you think that last line was like, is that the first pass he did? Or do you think they really worked on that one? The, oh, no one does it good like heaven do? Uh, no, one, no one does it good like heaven do. Yeah. It's, uh, I, it is an, it's an awkward line. Taken out of taken out of context like that. <laughs> sure. Uh, no, in context, it's still pretty awkward. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, it's pretty. It's pretty awkward. Um, so let's let's take a look at the let's take a look at the songwriting info on this one. So we got so we got Clark. So mm-hmm. Steve, R.I.P. Steve, 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 sure has a songwriting credit on this. Um, I also I, I did read I read somewhere at some point that uh, that parts of this song were taken from an even longer version of Armageddon it that they had at some point. Oh wow! Which you can kind of hear. These are similar. These are similar tempos, similar yeah. sort of vibe, similar sort of shimmery guitar stuff. Um, the uh, so Clark, Colin, Elliot, Lang, Mutt. We got oh Robert, John, Mutt, Lang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, and Sav Savage, Rick Sav Savage. Uh, so the whole gang. So well, except for Rick Allen. Rick Allen does not have a songwriting credit on this. Unfortunately, seems kind of messed up. Seems like they should just—it's everybody in the band and Mutt Lang except for Rick Allen. So yeah, that um, seems like a weird intentional omission. Like they can't just throw him a bone. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of wonder about that because uh, you know everybody else is getting. 
Although, I don't know. I, you don't know how these, how these songwriting sessions go. They might have all sat down and went over these words. And, and so it's, it's very possible you had five guys sitting around going, you had five guys mm-hmm. making burgers on the grill. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and they're like, why don't we form a band? And they're like, sure, why not? Let's call it Def Leppard. And uh, so you got so you got your five guys making milkshakes and hamburgers and 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 the and they're like, what's the best way to end this ver- chorus? It would be, no one does it good like heaven do. Because mm-hmm. uh, it rhymes I, with come true. Yeah, like heaven do. Now, do you think when they were uh, do you think when they were writing the filling out those liner notes and giving everybody the song credit, they're like, and Rick Allen, and Rick Allen's like, no. I don't want the glory. <laughs> or he's like, I, I don't want my, I don't want to be, I don't want anybody to be able to trace me back to, to, to the line. No one does it good. Like heaven do. Is that what's, who is it? Who is that like a Yosemite Sam type of syntax? Or is that like an old timey gangster guy? Like heaven do. Uh, mm, who talks that's like a good that? question. Is it who talks like gangster that? or Yosemite Sam? Like heaven do. Hey, sure. don't do me like heaven do. Who talks like that? If it's if it's Kevin, let's say it's Kevin, not heaven. Yeah, yeah. Who's doing? Who? I, I don't know if I'm going to have an answer. Yeah, who's I'm not this gonna character? Be to, He's talking about Kevin. I'm not going to find the answer to this in my own brain. But yeah. uh, if if listeners, if you know anybody who talks like who talks like that, well, do you think? And do you think the the next line? Do you think that little uh, lead into the guitar solo? Do you think that? Uh, that has a key to it. She's got the rhythm to drive me crazy. Maybe her rhythm has driven him crazy, and he ceases to be able to speak in normal sentences. Yeah, yeah. Now he's now he's, he's all Yosemite. He's Yosemite salmon. It, he's stomping his <laughs> yeah. both feet on the ground. He's going crazy. Uh, yeah. And the rhythm to drive me crazy. That's clearly the butt buttock rhythm. That's the mm-hmm. two. That's the two buttocks bouncing back and forth. How strange they mention rhythm in a song where the drummer gets no songwriting credit. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. It's almost like a slap in the face. Yeah, because, <clears> I mean, <throat> they probably had to ask him what the word was for it <laughs> to, to put it in the lyrics. They're like, well, ask the drummer what that thing, what that thing is, uh, yeah. the timing so, of the music. So let's get, into that, uh, let's get into that guitar solo. Yeah, the guitar solo is classic. Uh, dual guitar solo, four bars a piece, uh, except that we know, um, we, we know tragically that, uh, Steve and Steve Clark was dead before they recorded this song. So both of these are Phil Collin, uh, and to be performed live by Vivian Campbell. Yeah. And, and then, yeah, Viv shirtless Viv joined the band after that. And, uh, and then when they, so it's, yeah, as soon as they hit the stage with this, they had another guitarist and they, and they traded these off, but you hear, a, you, 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 it's all, it's got all the hallmarks. It's a, you know, it's got, it's two distinct, uh, guitar solos with contrasting flavors. So here we go. And back into the bridge. I, I misspoke when I described the dis- distribution of 
of those two solos. It's more like there was one that had like, it was like one had 12 bars and one had four bars or something okay. like that. So that that second, the sort of sassier guitar solo is shorter. The second one. Yeah. Do you think that was inten- Is that an intentional uh, like comment? Like maybe they're grown up. They don't need quite as much sass anymore. Well, I think they. I mean, they've they've had a lot of short solos like the second one. Yeah. If anything, I think it's kind of interesting that the first one is as long as it is. Yeah. Um, With that like little walking walking yeah, guitar. Yeah. Just like some arpeggios that are um, that that are very nice. But certainly not, certainly not flashy. They're not overdoing it. Um, in some ways, this is a this is a strikingly understated song. In some ways, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so if it's we... possible to be strikingly <laughs> understated, yeah. But I guess yeah. Def Leppard Def Leppard makes it so that things can be strikingly understated because they're so often so incredibly stated. So we go from that guitar solo. We go right into the bridge. We get that answering machine message. Yeah, we're back. That, we're back to calling her again. You know this. She needs to pick up the phone. <laughs> yeah, I mean we're almost done with this fucking song, and she's not answering her goddamn phone. I mean this is getting tragic, really. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, he goes right into the the, the chorus. Mm-hmm. We got another. That chorus ends with the "No one does a good like heaven do" again. Doesn't make any sense. He's clearly <laughs> losing his mind. And then we go. <clears throat> We go right into another, uh, we go right into the chorus again, right? Yeah, we've got a double, it, it ends with a double chorus, which by this point is just standard. Mm-hmm. Um, we go, we got to have a double chorus. Uh, the, the, it heightens a bit in the second half of it. Uh, you can actually hear the, the, the backing vocals, um, the, the backing vocals lift up a little bit in a way that they don't in the first part of the double chorus. So, so, we, so we heighten the, um, uh, we heighten the intensity of it. And uh, let's just hear the let's hear the second half. We don't need to hear the chorus sure. again, but we'll we'll go to. Um, let's see if I get this right. Uh, we'll go to like right here and hear the second half of the double chorus. <laughs> <laughs> and at the very end we get uh, I can't even say it we get, No, come on, do it <laughs> We get That voodoo, that you do <laughs> Sounds like somebody's dad grabbed the mic There is definitely something going on Where it's like he's living in a cabin by himself And he's, he's talking in, in a way that you would give you would give some kind of golem character these this like syntax and stuff where he's just like no one does it good like a heaven do that a voodoo that a you do it's he's lost his mind uh yeah. because she won't she won't answer his calls um it's interesting that he's calling her heaven even though she's got him living in a kind of what to the outsider looks like hell. Maybe he's very happy, but he's clearly crazy. 
Um, yeah, we're we're really getting an interesting portrait of identity so far in this album with him uh, with his song about being like an average kid, like an average dude on the in Let's Get Rocked. And then, well, and, and living with living with his dad, and desperately yeah. wanting to get married so that he can move out of his dad's house. Though, yeah, and so and like this is that fleeting dream, right? That 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 heaven that he is uh, he's chasing after. That he 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 almost kind of assumes he already has her, although she's giving him no actual response. Yeah, so kind of adolescent themes in mm-hmm. this album. Which is interesting because uh, we've we've dealt with we've dealt with young man sort of restlessness in Def Leppard lyrics up to this point, but it's uh, um, so much of it has been um, has been a young a young man on his own against the world, and there's a very very um, almost like young teenager adolescent quality to what he's struggling with in both the first song and this song. And I, I I don't know the answer to this. I haven't, uh, I haven't done any, you know, extensive analysis of this, but, uh, but the question I would, I would raise thinking of that is, do you think that the death of Steve Clark has caused uh, Def Leppard to, to maybe get a little nostalgic or, want to retreat to a simpler time, a younger time, a time when they couldn't, you know, when they couldn't reach women, they could only stare at them on the street. Yeah. Maybe, uh, yeah, maybe like they're trying to do one of those, uh, rewinds where they, they rewind the time and they, yeah. One of those rewinds and do, uh, maybe do like a do over a doover, a doover, an Adam Sandler doover. Yeah. So, it's going to be interesting going forward with this record. I think uh, I think Def Leppard's got some more surprises up their collective sleeves. Oh, they certainly do. Um, um, and I'm looking. Alert. I'm certainly looking forward to that. But uh, I think that's going to be that's going to be it for the song. Do you got anything else you want to add, Alex? Well, I'd like to. Uh, I want to do something real quick. I the I want to talk about second songs. Okay. I feel like we've we've got enough of a frame of reference. We're on the fifth album now. Mm-hmm. Second song is kind of a distinct position um, for if you're sequencing a record or if you're listening to an album in sequence. Yeah. Um, there's just something to uh, the the second and third songs. I think in general have like a have an interesting function because your first song, obviously, you've just got to do a banger out of the gate. You know, you got to set the album up. Yeah. But then what do you do? What do you do as a response to that? Uh, and then also then the third song, what do you do after that? You know, after that, after that point, you're just in the album and it's just got to be good. Uh-huh. But second and third songs have a, have a pretty prominent place. So uh, let's talk about second songs on Def Leppard albums and let's rate them or, or maybe even rank them. I don't know. Let's okay. let's just talk about this one in the context of all of the other ones. So here, I'll, I'll list them real quick. So on through the night, we had Hello America as our, okay. as our second song, coming out of Rock Brigade. High and Dry, we had another hit and run. Um, coming after Let It Go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pyromania, we had Photograph. Classic hit Photograph, one huge of their biggest, hit, huge song. biggest songs, uh, coming uh, coming after Rock Rock Till You Drop, and then after Women on Hysteria we had Rocket, and then on 
Adrenalize after Let's Get Rocked, we had Heaven Is. So, Stuart, what's your, uh, what, what's your favorite of the second track songs from Def Leppard so far? Well, if you look at Pyromania and you look at, uh, you look at Pyromania and Hysteria, it clearly feels like they put, like, a fast banger up front, but then, like, the real hits came afterwards. And so well, that's I wouldn't call why... I wouldn't call women a fast banger, but I, but I, th- I mean, it is a it is a rockin' song at its <clears throat> at its core. So maybe yeah. So I would say if I'm gonna have to rank those, I would put Photograph at the top, followed closely I think by I agree Rocket. With you. Okay. Um, and then, ooh, I would probably do uh, what's uh, what was um. What's off of uh, High and Dry? What was that one? Uh, another another, hit, hit, another and hit and run. Another hit and run. And then, you know what? I'd probably slide this little, this little piece in, Heaven Is, because uh, it's a little bouncier to me than Hello America. Right. So you'd, put, so you'd again dismiss Hello America, the early hit of Hello America. Uh, I think I would... I believe I would have to put Photograph at the top of these number two songs. Just because not only is it a great song, not only is it one of my favorite songs, it's got an incredible, like, really iconic intro uh-huh. that feels really good. Like, it just, you, you know, you, you've listened to a banger, like, and, and it's ended, and you're like, okay, am I just listening to that song, or am I listening to the whole record? And then you hear those, you hear those snare hits at the beginning of Photograph, those reverse snare hits, and you're like, I guess I'm listening to the whole fucking album. So Photograph is probably my number one. I'm, it's between another hit and run and Rocket for me. Okay. But I think, I think I'm – and another hit and run is a song that was never one of my favorites until, until recently. I've just got it's, – it's such a hard-hitting – the, the chorus to me has always been a little bit lackluster, but it's a really awesome song with some great guitar-driven stuff in it. It's just badass. It's just a badass yeah. fucking song. I think I'm going to have to go photograph another hit and run, rocket, hello America, and then I'm so sorry to do this to you, but heaven is is my last place second Whoa, second it's... track. Um, it, it it's a it's a great song, but it of of these, it's sort of the least iconic to me. Yeah, I guess. Going in compa- compared to those other uh, those other ones, it doesn't uh, it doesn't pull you into listening to the whole album like those other songs do. Right, it's, not in the it's same sort of not in the same way. It's very smooth. It's a very smooth yeah. song, so it's got less of a pull, but it's almost more of like you can keep going because it's so smooth. Like it, yeah. Like it's almost it's like you're on a you know you're. It's it's just grease in the floor up, so you can slide right into the rest of the rest of the album. You know the old greased floor. The old greased floor. Uh, well, I think that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I have been Stuart Wellington. You can find me at uh, at Flophouse Cat on the Twitter, and I don't know. You can find me at Hinterlands Bar in Brooklyn, New York, and on your other side podcast. The Flop oh, yeah. House. I guess I can promote that. I do another podcast. It's called The Flop House. We got. Uh, no, I think that show sold out. Um, I think we <laughs> might be doing. 
I think we might be doing another special show in January that we're waiting to announce. Uh, so keep your ears peeled. Should I, should I edit that out if it doesn't happen or what? No, I don't care. Okay. But you do have a show in Chicago in Feb, right? Yeah, but I think that that, uh, tickets for that are going fast if they haven't sold out already. As okay, part so, of the Maximum Fun Very, Very Fun Day. Okay. Uh, so... And that's you're on the Maximum Fun Network, so these are these are Maximum Fun events that we're talking about, right? Uh, the Generally. February show is the yeah. February show is okay. Uh, we are not on Maximum Fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who who we got to email about that to get to get on there. But uh, let's let's try it. Let's try it out. I'm sure there's a million <laughs> podcast networks that would be banging down our door for some sweet uh, sporadic podcasts. Yeah, mate. Hey, you know what? Till death do us papa party. At gmail.com. Make us an offer for what, how you, for who wants to host this podcast on their you network. You have the rights to the whole catalog. Yeah. No questions asked. Yeah, and uh, Def Leppard's music is currently in some kind of royalty dispute in court, so really you can do whatever you want with all their music as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you'll, you'll basically own the whole catalog if you make yeah. us a good enough offer. It's just a good just deal. so you Just so you know. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I, my name is Alex Smith, uh, Alexander Smith. I am uh, I am at Lydia Burrell on Twitter. That's uh, like a woman's name with two R's and two L's in Burrell. Uh, that's also my band. You can find uh, Lydia Burrell's uh, fine catalog of music on uh, Bandcamp, Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, all of that. You can find my comedy videos under the name of Howl Dottie uh, on YouTube and also uh, my mixtape on uh, Spotify. And that I believe does it for me. I don't have anything coming out anytime soon. I just got I just got married, so I'm not really I'm not really plugging any any big shows or anything right now. You can plug your marriage. Uh, my marriage is great. My marriage is a, a it's a it's a I, it's a cherished institution already. <laughs> wow, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's going great. Mm-hmm. Well, good luck with that. Thanks, uh, man. I think I think you'll be okay at it. Okay, so uh, as I'm always, not very, stu- I'm already not very good at it. By the way, okay. Uh, well, you can work on that. Listen to uh, more Def Leppard. I'll give you some ideas. So I've been Stuart Wellington, <laughs> and I've been Alex Smith, and this is Till Def Do Us Us Party. Party. Thank you. Thank you.